In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, you ask the grace upon us. Help us to always look to you for the source of our consolation, purpose, and fulfillment of all our lives. Amen. As many of you know, one of the things I like to do on my free time, my vacation time, is I've really come into a love of, of hiking. I'll go to like a national park across the country, and I'll just hike for like five or six days and just enjoy the time and then the evenings. So a few months ago, I was in Yosemite National Park, which is in California. Unbelievably beautiful. Uh, just, just gorgeous. There's the, there's the whole valley of like the mountainsides and waterfalls. It's just very, very, very beautiful. So we decided to go on this one specific hike that was a little more arduous than the average hike. Um, but like, but like guys, like, oh, we can do it, we can conquer this. So it's called Four Mile because it's four miles long. Okay, so it's called Four Mile Hike. It's actually like four and a half miles. So it's like a four and a half mile hike, and it's 3,500 feet of elevation as you go on these like little switchbacks and you climb the, um, this trail. It's very, one of the hardest hikes I've ever done in my entire life. It's very difficult. It should take you about four hours. It took us about three hours because we were like, let's get through it. Ah. And you get to the top after about three hours of hiking. We get to the top and there's like kind of like a, a sight view area. We can look over the entire valley. And it was unbelievably beautiful. Right? You have the waterfalls, you have Half Moon, you have El Capitan, you have another waterfall, you're seeing the valley. It's just so beautiful. And we were exhausted. We were dying from this, this hike. And we get there, it's just so beautiful and so worth it. And by the time I get up there, I see a lot of people there that I, more people than I thought would be up there because I didn't see that many people on the, on the actual hike. And then I'm looking at the kind of like who is there. There's like kind of an older lady with a cane, and there's some dude with flip flops on. I'm like, How'd they get up here? I turn around, there's a parking lot behind me. So I did this huge hike, I'm like dying, trying to get up there, and I could have just, just driven up there. And they were just, and they were looking at it, they, they had the same exact view, the same exact experience that I did. For me, it was a little bit, obviously, a little bit more worth it, a little more like, because I earned it, I felt like a little bit more of a, a conquer, a little more accomplishment in it. But we had the same exact kind of view and outlook. Now, I was praying with that, like, story, that experience of mine. As, and then I was like, okay, this gospel is perfect for it, right? Because in this analogy, in this image, if you so will, follow me here, is imagine if it's salvation, right? Eternal life and salvation. They got there. They're, they're, they're looking at the same thing, the same eternal life and salvation in Jesus Christ that, that I did as well. But I had to, like, climb up this mountain and go to this hill. They had to just kind of drive up there and get there so that... It's a different perspective of life here. Because when you think about the gospel, you have this individual, individuals throughout the gospel who are called to work in the vineyard of God. Right? First hour, and then the third hour, and sixth hour, ninth hour, eleventh hour. One worked twelve hours, one worked one hour, and they got the same reward. Literally ten times, more than ten times of work, but the same reward, the denarius. And he was upset about it. But what if he wasn't? What if his, his mentality shifted? What if it wasn't just about, like, well, they got to do the same exact thing that I did, but why did I, they get the same thing, but I, I had to earn it? And I know it's a cliche, but the cliche is a cliche because it's, 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 it's true in a lot, of, a lot of respects. That it's not about the destination, it's about the journey. 
Because when I'm climbing up this mountain, right? Well, I'm mean, not like mountain climbing, it's a trail, right? I'm, not climbing, I'm going on this trail. There are people who I'm encountering. I'm engaging with humans. And there are people who like, I'm passing because they're older or a little bit less out of shape than me. I'm like, hey, you can do it. It's going to be great. There are people who already finished, who are coming down, who are encouraging me. Hey, okay, it's, it's great. It's worth it. The view, once you get up there, the view is gorgeous. It's beautiful. People who pass me, who are stronger than me and more in shape than me, they pass me like, hey, brothers, where are you guys from? We're talking. It's incredible. There's a journey that I'm encountering people who are encouraging me and I'm encouraging them. It's a whole journey. And it's beautiful. And I was happy to have done it and then get to the same destination as little old lady who, who drove there. Think, for example, of this. Think of the Chaldean community at large. Because obviously we have the entire world with, what, I don't know, 8 billion people, then the Catholic world with 1 billion, and they, okay, I can't mean charge everybody. Think of the Chaldean Catholic Church in our diocese here. In the Detroit area, there are arguably 200 to 180,000 Chaldeans in this area, Southeast Michigan. We have two churches in Chicago, they're their own community, and a church in Grand Blank, it's their own community. We have nine churches in this Metro Detroit, Southeast Michigan area. So if you take the lower end, 180,000 divided by nine, we're at 20,000 people, humans, per church. So if every church had 10 masses, which would be ridiculous on a Sunday, you would have 2,000 people at every mass packed if every Chaldean went to mass every single Sunday. Now that is the peak of like the busiest Christmas mass, mind you, as far as numbers go. So imagine every single mass at every single church having 10 masses is packed as if it's Christmas. If you're unobservant, that isn't the situation in the Chaldean community. The vast majority of people are not churchgoers, right? It just kind of is what it is, be what it be. But all of us, as we're going on this journey of salvation, need encouraging, not discouraging. Not to have fingers waved in their face like, oh, you don't go to church, you're going to hell, all these things. They might gain salvation. They're baptized. Maybe on their deathbed, they make a confession, they get anointed, they get salvation. They get the same ending, if you so will, salvation, as I did, who've been laboring in the vineyard for 12 hours, then for one hour. But need I be mad about it? Or upset about it? Or in my life as a priest, am I, like, why is this happening to me? That's not fair. That's the wrong perspective. Think what St. Paul says today in Corinthians. He's preaching to Corinthians. He's kind of preaching hard to them, but he concludes with this. He says, I wrote to you out of much affliction and anguish of heart and with many tears, not to cause you pain, but to let you know the abundant love that I have for you. But I love you all dearly. I love all my people dearly. Want to know your names? I'm terrible with names. I don't know your names. God knows your names. But I love my people. I love all of you. And my desire is for your salvation. And for all of us who are relatively churchgoers, whether you're here every Sunday or you happen to be here for the first time since, since Easter, I don't know, but you're here worshiping God. And the temptation of our lives is to say, because of the same person in the gospel, why do they get the same destination or the same reward as I did? Why is it even worth it? The temptation is to think it's not worth it. I give my time, I have to avoid sin, I have to forgive people, I have to be honest and integrity, I have to be generous with my money, I have to live a sexually pure life. It's a big burden. It's, it's the temptation to think that Christianity is a challenge, and it's hard, and it's arduous, and it's just work. I'm climbing up this hill, this four-mile four mile journey at a 3,500 feet elevation. Is this even worth it? When they get the same destination, the same reward as I do. Is it worth it? 
because they could get there. They could gain salvation. And hopefully, I'm hopeful, I'm authentically hopeful, like rajat hopeful, that I will gain salvation as well in Jesus Christ. But be very wary of that temptation because we don't want to be jealous of them or upset with them. God, as Scripture says elsewhere, God desires all men to be saved. We want everyone to gain salvation. But here's the kicker. Be very wary of that temptation. Because back to my story of climbing up this mountainside. It was a four and a half mile, three hour hike. And it's a valley, mind you. Yosemite is a valley. So I'm climbing this mountain. The entire time, from step one to the end of it, I have a view of like the side view of this waterfall. And we started on the valley. So we started at the, like, the base of the waterfall. And as far as my view goes. And then as I'm climbing, the view is getting more and more and more and more beautiful. Every five minutes, I'm just like, man, how do people not believe in God? This is gorgeous. And then 10 minutes later, this is beautiful. My entire journey, as much as my feet hurt, my knees hurt, my back hurt, my hands hurt, my shoulder hurt, it was a burden. It was a challenge. Following Jesus is a challenge. But the entire time I had the beauty, the entire time we're on this journey, we have Jesus. We have a purpose for existence. In the grind of life, we continue on forward. So the person in the gospel who begrudged, how come they get the same reward as I did and I worked 12 hours? It could have been because I had the ability, because God gave me the grace, I got to work 12 times as much as they did. And if I'm working 12 times harder or 12 times longer than them, that means the fruit of my labor is 12 times more fruitful. That means that I'm 12 times, I had 12 times more time with the master. It's not just about the work or the grind. We get to be with God. We get to work in God's vineyard. We get to encourage people along the way. And one of the more beautiful parts of it, besides the view of it, is the person whom I was with, Brother Priest, we were talking the whole time. We got to experience this together. I built a relationship, a deeper relationship. And relationships are the purpose of existence. Second only to Jesus Christ. That we can build love together. And when we're on the journey with Jesus together, we build relationships. So be very wary of that temptation. That it's just about heaven. What the minimal task I have to do to get to heaven. I don't want to work to 12 hours. I want to work to one hour. And just sneak in there. You're missing out on life. You're missing out on the journey of salvation. You're missing out on the journey with Jesus. Is it challenging? Is it hurtful sometimes? Is it painful? Is it burdensome? Is it cost us some of our time and energy in life? Absolutely. Is it worth it because we get to be with God and build relationships? 100%. And our hearts are fulfilled when they're fulfilled in Jesus. Amen.